life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. I should go out for lunch. At some point, instead of eating that crappy food. I'm sure the food here is terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Coming to you from a drizzly, crappy day in Las Vegas. Yuck. How was it when you went out for lunch? Oh, lunch. It was breakfast and lunch. It was a combo. Oh, all right. We actually had breakfast, and then like a half hour later, she made lunch. Oh, nice. It was very nice. It's the best, uh, my friend Claudia. Well, what's up, Claudia? If she's Claudia, listening. It's, it's, the best, it's the best restaurant in oh. Las Vegas. Oh, sweet. Yeah, well, it is her house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she uh, was the, ma- uh, the ex-manager of Jerry Lewis. Oh, really? And uh, we became friends over the years. And uh, all the comics like from the 50s and 60s and 70s, know her they've all eaten at her house nice i've I, i've had dinner there with jerry lewis steve lawrence shecky green red buttons awesome uh dean martin uh just a bunch oh of that's people. great yeah yeah just and you're eating there and you're not really you know you're sitting opposite you know uh uh at that time, Robert Goulet. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, so you're sitting opposite Robert Goulet, and Steve Lawrence is on the other side, and these are big people in their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're saying to yourself, wow, this is great pasta. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I don't care who you're sitting to. Uh, they're talking about uh, Dean Martin's arrangements, and they're dissecting his songs, uh-huh. and they're talking about Sinatra, and you're going... I hope she made that oatmeal cake because that is excellent. I really don't care. You know, I, I've had dinner there with with Frank Sinatra, uh-huh. and you know, you're going, "This is great salad." And you look up, and his toupee is like a little to the side, and you're going, "I hope she made her mousse. I love her mousse." It's, you really don't. Uh, That's great. You don't pay attention. You know, I, after you first see the big stars, you know, yeah, they're just human beings, right? Uh, I'm talking to uh, the very funny uh, Max Alexander. Max and I are working together at the Improv this week. Um, Max has been on uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which is most impressive because that was a small window. It's that, a very that was small a short window. window. And the smallest window I ever did was uh, I had two small windows. Maybe I'm a jinx. Uh, <laughs> Martin Short had a TV show. Oh, sure, Martin Short. Yeah, yeah. I did two sets there, and I did a set on the Magic Hour. Ooh, that I Magic know. Johnson. Oh, you wow! Really? I did that, and if I remember correctly, I'm uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here. Please so get do. ready. Uh, the crowds weren't set up for stand-ups. No, and they didn't do well. And I was really afraid to do it. And my agent was good friends with him, and. Uh, they got me on the show, maybe because basically I didn't do any other shows. <laughs> uh, and I went on, and uh, what I did was I didn't follow the script. Uh-huh. They were like chopping my jokes up left and right. Oh, okay. Uh, there was, I was going to do uh, 
I went to the couch where we were going to do panel. Sure. And everything had to be exactly because Magic couldn't do any improv. What? What a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> everything was, even on the cue card, it would say, now you laugh and touch your eye. <laughs> it, uh, here's a guy who's you know, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Sure. And, but he couldn't maneuver through a conversation. Right. And I got mad because, uh, well, I'm going to make it a... Uh, this podcast, this podcast, how long is it? Nine hours? Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's going to feel like it. <laughs> uh, I do a little bit. I used to do a bit that I had to have a microphone stand in uh-huh. front of me. And when I got backstage, before they introduced me, I said, well, the microphone stand's not set. And they go, oh, they're going to put it there after you get out, because otherwise you're going to be in the camera shot. I go, but the joke's not going to work then, because the joke is being a big guy. Sure. I take the microphone out and I go, let me move this stand. You'll see me better. Right, right. So if you put the microphone stand there when I get there, it, it, it's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't understand that. And the so, guy moving the microphone stand would be in the shot right, too, wouldn't he? <laughs> right. So I explained that to them and they go, oh, don't worry, it's going to work. I go, I'm not going to do it. And I said, call my agent. And my agent was there and he came out. He says, no, no, you got to do it. Yeah. So he's speaking to the guy, the director on the phone, and he goes... He has to do it that way. Otherwise, the microphone is going to be in the shot when you come out. I go, then I'm not coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, why I was cocky, I had no idea. Right. Believe me, there was no reason to be cocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where this is going. This story. <laughs> oh, so uh, they decided not to put it in there. So I uh-huh. said, all right, skip the joke. Okay. Cut the joke. The joke's cutting out. Now I'm getting pissed. So I came out, and instead of going to the spot, I went over to the who the his musical conductor was the percussionist from Prince. Oh, uh, Sheila E. Sheila E. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were doing a, a segment where you date Sheila E. Okay. And I walked over to Sheila E. And the cameras are going every which way because they don't know where the fat Jew is moving. Right. And I walk right over to her, and I. You know, I get the cut sign and they stop playing and she was great. Yeah. She came over to me and I grabbed her and I said, I think I win the contest. Let's get <laughs> jiggy. <laughs> and I didn't know what jiggy meant. Right, right. Until the interview before was uh uh Will, oh you Will know Will Smith. Yeah. And they were talking about that. So I, fe- I asked somebody backstage, what does that mean? <laughs> and whatever. So I went over and I did that. And she cracked up. She was great. Awesome. I went to my spot. I did my spot. And audience loved me because they saw I was breaking some sure, rules. Sure. Yeah. And this was, believe me, I don't even know why I did it. Right. It was just at the spur of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I sat down. And his first question to ask me was, uh, Max, uh, so I hear you're on a diet. <laughs> and that was, and then I would do a bunch of diet jokes. <laughs> and I said, uh, so he says, Max, I hear you're on a diet. And I go, well, yeah, you look pretty heavy yourself. <laughs> and he just started to laugh. And I asked him, I, I, I did a Don Rickles line. Right. I mean, it was straight out of Rickles. Sure. He, I said, how much do you weigh? And he said, 230. And I said, on your left ass you do. <laughs> and he just cracked up and he got so comfortable yeah. We had a regular conversation. Oh, nice. And then I was invited back, and uh, 
lo and behold, he was canceled the yeah. next week. Now, who was his sidekick? Do you remember? Ah, who was his sidekick? Was it Shoemaker? Craig Shoemaker? Yes, it was Craig Shoemaker. And? I, or what, were they looking? No, I think they were, were they like looking for sidekicks? Or was he the sidekick? I thought, and I could be wrong on this, but I thought he was the sidekick and got canned during the commercial break. Could have. Yeah, you know what? This is all coming back. Right? I, I wish I wish I owned a computer. I still have an Atari uh, <laughs> or a Commodore 64 sure, at home. Sure. It's a little faint. Uh, uh, I you think know that's what? The story. Wow. I think that's the story. And I think it was like maybe even the first episode or three episodes in Craig Shoemaker was the sidekick. They fired him during commercial break. Now, that wasn't with Chevy Chase. No, no. I don't think Chevy had a sidekick at all. Boy, this is really coming back to yeah, me. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm. I would. I would. I'm in Vegas. I'd put a hundred bucks on that story. <laughs> what was his? What's uh, Craig Shoemaker's uh, nickname? The Love Master. Yeah, but I think he dropped it. I think he dropped. No, the I recently. He, I think oh, I yeah? saw it. I just did a show with him at the Ice House, but it was their anniversary show, so we were only right. all doing eight minutes. Love so Master sounds, sounds something like you know. You buy on TV yeah. or, <laughs> you know, KitchenAid makes. Get or the Love down Master. at that shop, I can see out your window right now. Buy the Love Master. I have a lovely view of the, gray skies of the gray skies of Las Vegas. It's fun. Every time I've come to Las Vegas, it's been 150 degrees. This is the coldest I've ever seen it. And drizzly. This is it is. Gross. This reminds me, the first time I was in Vegas in 86, it snowed. Oh, really? Yeah. It, people don't realize in the winter, it gets cold here. Yeah. And uh, the roads are flooded. I was out today. I was here when they build like crazy here. I, yeah. I don't think, I think you have to take an eye test to get a permit right. to build a building here. <laughs> sure. There is really no rules. You can yeah, build yeah. any way you want. And uh, the drainage just sucks. Oh, okay. Because it's a desert, probably. It's the desert. It's flat. Mm -hmm. They have, I was here when it rained where the hotels were flooded. Oh, where they had sandbags, where the you couldn't get into. We were stuck in Caesar's Palace mm -hmm. because the fountains in front flooded out. Oh, the wow. was flooded. Oh, that's crazy. It just they. Uh, you know, there's just, there's water coming through the lights downstairs in the casino as I was walking through this morning. Yeah, yeah. You might want to prep for the rain there, Vegas. Who who founded it? Uh, Seagull? Bugsy, Bugsy? Bugsy Seagull. Yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't plan on the rain. No, he drowned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is kind of fortuitous, I think. Maybe I'm using that wrong word. Uh, I'll look that word up. Yeah, look that up in the Shoemaker story. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple episodes ago, I was with a comedian named Matt Fulcher on, on this show, and we kind of ragged on Vegas for like an hour. And uh, being a, a gentleman who has worked Vegas through pretty much the change, I would call it. Yes. You know, it's changed a lot from 86. What do you see difference in, in shows and working here? Anything? Vegas is, I, I don't understand Vegas. Right. I really don't. I mean, you, we could go very simple. Okay. You know, it's in the middle of a desert. Mm -hmm. In the summer, it's a hundred and, we'll be real, it's 116 degrees sure. for days in a row. People love the heat. Uh, we're not pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this it's really hot. It's all about taking your money. Mm -hmm. It used to be, it used to be come here and cheap and see, it, it's overloaded now. Yeah. And I don't think America really cares where they go on vacation. No? I, I don't, you know, people spending two weeks here, I, I don't see the charm in it. Hmm. I really don't. Again, but then where most of us listening is, are from New York mm -hmm. or from L.A. Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're in a major city. 
So coming, I guess if you're a rancher, a farmer, live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It is, listen, it is exciting. Sure. But uh, I, always, I always give the test. I say, if you're going to marry somebody, come to Vegas with $300, spend four and a half days without going to the ATM machine. Right. If you can live with that person <laughs> for that four and a half days, marry them. <laughs> this uh, is the test. Yeah, it has changed. Uh, you you would expect me to say it changed for the worse. I don't, I don't expect anything, especially coming I, out of your uh, mouth after talking to you for the last four days. Things have things have changed for the worst or the best. Vegas was never the great place. Well, you know, it's very interesting. You in history, nostalgia makes you feel warm. Sure. You know, there's a few things in nostalgia that doesn't make you feel warm. The Holocaust, right. the Civil War. Sure. It's, you know, there, there's certain things that that are known as bad. Everything else, I remember when. Yeah. It was always a money-making machine. Sure. They just make it differently now and make it in smaller hunks than they used to. Mm-hmm. Used to be a dentist could come in to Vegas. They'd fly him in. Mm-hmm. He'd drop $8,000. But they give him anything he wants. You want to yeah. go to this restaurant? You want a hooker? You want drugs? You want this? Whatever you want. Now, somebody comes in, and, and he'll go back, and his friends say, did you have a good time? Oh, it was great. I had liquor. I had women, blah, sure. blah, blah. Now, people come to Vegas. They drop $400. If you're not in the computer, you may get a free room. Here's a ticket to a horrible buffet. Right. <laughs> you know, come go see the comics at the improv. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was at the improv once, and a comics uh, guy in front of me says, I just lost $10,000. You better be funny. I go, I'm not that funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not that funny. I'm sorry. You're going to be shortchanged about maybe $9,000. <laughs> I'm $1,000 funny. You got to go, go, go 1000 yeah, <laughs> the other nine thousand that's on the uh, the hotel. Right. Where are your uh, through your vast experience of uh, performing? Where do you like to perform? Or where did you like to perform? The best place in Vegas used to be the Desert Inn. Oh, it's really? Not there. It's, it's uh, gone. Now it's the Venetian. Huh. No, it's not the Venetian. It's Wynn. Okay. It's the Wynn Hotel. The it, Desert Inn. The Desert Inn. It was the best room. Even Letterman, I believe, said it was the best comedy room. Oh yeah. Six hundred and fifty people, semicircle, uh-huh. very close to you. Just a great room to play, and it was a great crowd. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, I guess I'm old. It, you know, people came dressed to see a show, right? And, sure. And, and they laughed, and it was. Not yelling back at you, and yeah. the rooms were policed. I mean, you know, any heckler, they, they were gone before you even really? had a chance to answer them back. Wow. I mean, people, it was different in those days, but not saying it was better, but sure. it that's what's comedy. It was an event. When you went out, now there's so many shows here in Vegas. You see a 2 o'clock show, a 1 o'clock show, a puppet show, a magic show, a pizza show. I mean, Seriously. they have a frozen custard show. You know, it's a non-fat show, a salt-free show. <laughs> they, they have all these shows here. You know, people come in flip-flops and shorts, you know, we jackstraps were, on their head. It yeah, just, yeah. We were kidding the other day. It's like, you know, they used to come in suits, and now you're just lucky to get sleeves. I'm, what I like about Vegas now coming back, being 60, mm-hmm. being overweight, Recovering from a stroke, have a little bit of a limp, 
when you look around Las Vegas in some of these hotels, I'm kind of the stud. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, he, he owns his own cane. Really? <laughs> Not oh, quite the rascal nice. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking last night, man. There, there are some. There are not some. There are some not good-looking people. I here. gotta tell you, thank God I'm still horny. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, look, and there wasn't one person that I have seen yet since uh, it's our fourth day here. Uh, we're Friday. We're Friday. So this is our fourth day. Yeah, Jake. yeah, yeah. Friday. Yeah, front fourth day. It uh, they can't see you count your fingers on the, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, four days already, and man, uh, maybe it's the hotel. I don't know, but I, I've been walking around. I went to the forum shops, uh-huh. which used to be when forum shops opened. That was the that was the shits. Yeah. Now it's basically like you know, it's like Walmart walking around. Sure. And. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Americans are ugly and overweight, <laughs> and uh, I thought I was fat, but at least you know I wear pants that fit. Right? You know, they, they, you know, you can be fat. I don't care if you're fat. Just buy the right waist. Yeah, yeah. Wear the right shirt. I don't want to uh, jump right into my own road story, but I will. Please. Last do. night I said goodbye to you. I said I go get a couple drinks. And uh, go home. Yo, you said you were going to go get a drink. I did. I had two. And then I got some frozen yogurt and went back to my room. So well, you know how to party. Yeah, I know how to party. But before I did, I sat down at the bar. You're talking about ugly people. I sat down at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I my roads, knock on wood, my road stories days are over. <laughs> Just <laughs> collecting them, not the show. Because... Uh, what did I say? I put the sit in Sin City. <laughs> Just sitting around. Oh, I, I'm probably, Okay, tell your story. Right, well, no, this I'll, woman. I'll, I'll, yeah, so this woman. You're going to out-sit me? Yeah, I'm, I'll <laughs> out-sit you. This woman, I sat next to her, and she was nice, and I guess her mother was there, and uh, a, a song came on, and I was kind of mumbling it to myself, not singing out loud. She's like, oh, I love this song. I said, oh, yeah, me too. And her mom goes, she's a singer. I said, oh, that's nice. And then proceeded to sing the song to me for the whole song loud. Wow. And not. Hope it wasn't MacArthur Park. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Edmund Fitzgerald. Or the record. <laughs> <laughs> and not good either. And she got the whole thing right to my face, man. And I'm just like trying to bury my, I'm putting a $20 thing in the poker machine just to distract her. <laughs> I said that was great. I'll see you next tomorrow night for American Pie for a half an hour. Wow, that's why I go back to my room now. You could get lucky. It is. First of all, I used to open up for a lot of big names, mm-hmm. such as such as uh, Sinatra, okay. Julio Iglesias, sure, uh, Tom Jones. Who was the first one? Uh, Sinatra, no, Frankie. No, 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 no. no, no, really. no kind of guy he was in some movies I don't think so I think has a pasta sauce maybe yeah, I don't know what color were his eyes which one <laughs> hey I'm from Jersey my son's named Frank that's all I'm gonna say alright uh, the, 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 so I, 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 I interrupted you I okay, no, no. I didn't hear a Sinatra so, story I didn't open for Sinatra yet but I went to see him uh, a comic which will be nameless but people in the business will know who it is uh, I might have I, had him on the podcast if it's who I'm thinking of. I wanted to see the show. And uh, I was here in town. I was opening for somebody, maybe Julio or something. Uh-huh. And I, 
I had a night off. Sure. And uh, I said, hey, could I uh, come see the show? I'm always embarrassed to ask. Right. I said, you know, could you put me in a lighting booth or somewhere? He said, oh, come, come. And I came and I spoke to the guard in front of the showroom. And he came down, picked me up, went to his dressing room. And he just got divorced. Mm-hmm. The comic? Yeah. Okay. Just got divorced. I mean, that day. Okay. And I'm going, oh, my God. And he, he was he was like, he didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me stories about how he doesn't, he only, he buys underwear on the road and leaves it there. Right. And I'm like, going, but you just got divorced. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried about, I'm such an unshow business person. <laughs> I'm going, are you okay? Could you <laughs> perform? Do you want me to talk? Like, oh, no, no, I can do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So he says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring you to the side of the stage. You can watch the show from there. Cool. So I said, okay. But see, I know that's not a good place, really. Because you can't hear the orchestra because everything is monitored to go into, go out. Sure. And and, and the sound is correct in in the theater, Mm -hmm. not on the side of the stage. But I said, fine, whatever. Right. So... I'm the only one there. There's nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the show. And I'm really enjoying it because I really like watching orchestras. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching the orchestras play. I, I'm watching the lead. I'm, uh, if I had to do it over again, I may have gone into conducting or arranging music. Okay, sure. And I'm watching it. And I, I can't, the sound is not the greatest. But I'm watching Sinatra from the side. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing angles nobody else has actually seen. And there's the faux bow that is known in the business where you make believe the show's over. You go, sure. thank you. The, the second curtain closes, not the front curtain. Mm-hmm. And the audience knows the difference. Right. And you applaud, and they open up the curtain. He takes a bow. They close that same curtain again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, audience keeps applauding. The curtain goes up. He goes, let's do another song. Sure. When the front curtain closes, which is like the real deep velvet curtain. Yeah, yeah. People know the show's over. Mm-hmm. So he finishes the first part of the set. And instead of closing the front, uh, the second curtain... Sure. They closed the big one. Okay. So they closed the ending show curtain. Right. Okay. And the audience, and, and so then the audience stops applauding. He hears it. He turns around. The other curtain closes and mm-hmm. hits him in the head, and his toupee goes flying. Sinatra's toupee goes flying. Right. So <laughs> he's yelling, who the fuck, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. and whatever. And who did that? Who's responsible? And he turns to the side and he stares at me. And I realize I'm the only one there. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am. So I turn around. I see a door. I open it. I walk out. I close it. I'm in the middle of the desert. Right. Because it was at Bally. It was at the MGM, which is now Bally. Okay. And in, that, in those days, there was nothing behind that. Sure, sure. There was no MGM hotel. There was no, it was desert. Right. And I can't get back in. (laughs) 
And I sat there and I go, I don't know what to do. I had to walk all the way around. Now, it's not like a small building, if you know the building. Sure, yeah. It's, and it's all desert. Yeah. And it's at night and there's no lights. <laughs> and I had to walk all the way around to Coval Lane and walk back up to the strip. I thought he thought I did it. Right, right. Well, he's good. Hightail it away from Sinatra, man. I don't want to screw with him. Next yeah. time I saw him, I was opening for Stephen Eady. And he came to see uh, us in Palm Springs. Uh-huh. Not us. He came to see Stephen Eady. I was on the show. <laughs> and they told us we can't go into the... They told the musicians, don't go into the green room when Sinatra comes in the beginning. Sure. I may believe I didn't hear that. Right. So I just happened to walk in. <laughs> and I go, oh, hi, Mr. Sinatra. My name's Max Alexander. Uh, I opened for Stephen Eady. Oh, I like comics. Oh. And he turns to Stephen E.'s manager, who's seething now. Right, right. sees steam coming out of her ears. <laughs> uh, I like to see the comic. Oh, really? So, okay, we'll, we'll see you there, Frank. We're going to see them there so no one could see him sure. during intermission. But anyway, so they see them. And the only thing I'm thanking God is that he doesn't remember me right. <laughs> from Bally's. <laughs> I go out. And now I'm working in front of Sinatra, who my mother always told the story about her sneaking out of her house Mm -hmm. to wait in line at the Brooklyn Paramount to see Sinatra. And my grandmother caught her, and she went down to the Paramount Theater. My my grandmother had polio, so she had one leg in a brace, and Mm -hmm. my mother was sitting on the street waiting for the box office to open, and she just sees my grandmother's leg and her brace. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I'm opening up for Sinatra, and no matter how much I tried, I could not stop playing to him. Oh, I bet. I would like do my all my jokes, and when I would come to the punchline, I'd turn stage right and look right at him. <laughs> Mr. Sinatra, da 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 da. da. <laughs> and I just couldn't. I kept on saying, "Don't do that. Right. You're gonna lose the audience." <laughs> and I did this show, and I came back, and he looked at me, and he says, "He slapped me on the face like a nice little slap, and yeah. goes, I call you kid because basically I forgot your name.'" <laughs> <laughs> you are very, very funny. Awesome. So I went into my dressing room to shoe polish, put it around my eye to look like a black eye. I walked into Steve Lawrence's room, and I guess, Mrs. Sinatra liked me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up opening for him then? For Frank's. Uh, they needed a uh, Tom. Uh, couldn't make it. Tom couldn't make it. Tom, Tom Dreeson, who I had on. Earlier this year, I believe. Yeah. And always, you know, he was a very helpful. I mean, the business was all recommendations in those days. Yeah. Uh, man, I can't believe I said those days. <laughs> but it really was. I mean, I got the Tom Jones gig. I opened for Tom Jones for seven years. And these people that I've opened for, uh-huh. I opened up for years, not for once or twice sure, sure. or a weekend. I mean, that was my job. I was, I was very lucky. I didn't have to play... My, the first five years, I played a lot of clubs. Uh-huh. After that, it was first class all the way. Oh, nice. Good you for know, you. It, you know, somebody would pick up my luggage in the morning at the hotel. <laughs> it would show up. We, everybody had bag number, numbers on their bags. It would show up. I just, I was very lucky. Wow, that's great. Uh, Did you have underwear thrown at you when you opened for Tom Jones? 
I used to joke about it. Yeah. I used to, we, I used to have somebody set up and, and throw me up these huge, big pair of bloomers. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You uh, get a big laugh yeah, on that. Sure. So, uh, no, it's, uh, I was very lucky with Tom Jones. He's, uh, they were all good. There were some of them that were cranky. Yeah. But Tom Jones was, so Tom Jones has the, the idea of that for years, I mean, maybe not anymore, but that he has a big schwanz. Yeah, I've I mean, heard that's, that. You know the Tom Jones big schwanz for the Gentiles. Yeah, uh, for the for the Gentiles, the big PP. Okay, <laughs> the big PP for the Gentiles. But you see, over it 15. doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. He has a big PP. Oh, it's not sexy <laughs> saying schwanz. Uh, I don't even think schwanz is Yiddish. I think it's German. Oh, it is. Schwanz, maybe. He had a big cock. Oh, there you go. He had a big cock. So. People would ask me, so does he have it? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the first thing I asked him as soon as I got the gig. And of course, he's backstage, he's just walking around uh, naked. We all do that. It's got a bag number like the rest of his suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has, a, he has his own van that takes it. It has his own car. It has his own manager. Didn't uh, uh, the price is not the price is right. Yeah. Drew uh, Carey, didn't he write a joke? My penis, my book, my penis is so big, has his own manager. My penis. Didn't he write a book that, like that? It sounds familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think it was Drew Carey. I think so too. Before the Price is Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely before yeah, the Price yeah, is yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and they would always ask me, "Go, how the hell do I know?" Right, right. And uh, so, at the end of every gig, I, I, we used to work two weeks at a time in Vegas. Uh huh. So, a lot of opening comics used to hang out with the comics with the with the star sure i always thought the less less is more especially with me i don't want to get on their nerves right i wanted the gig so first night i would always i would always go in and say thank you mm -hmm. for the job midway through the gig i would be there after the show and we would you know i would hang out sure and the last night of the show i would say thank you right and that was my thing, unless I was asked sure. to hang out or to go to dinner or something. Sure. So uh, one day, so I'm waiting to say hi to Tom in the middle. And uh, the road manager goes, uh, uh, Tom will see you in the, in the dressing room. Just wait a second. So I said, okay. And they go, he's ready. And uh, I go in there, and he comes out right out of the shower. <laughs> Uh-oh, podcast exclusive. Right, and he has a towel, mm -hmm. and it's he's—it's not around him, but he, it's like in front of him. He's like holding it, and he comes right up to me because he knows. I mean, we're face to face, right, right. He's naked, only a towel between us. He knows I want to look, <laughs> <laughs> but he knows I'm too close to look down. Right, right. Because we're nose to nose. <laughs> and he's going. How are they? Are you having a good time? Oh, yes. That's very good. Is everybody in the hotel treating you well? Yes. We're so glad to have you. And I go, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and he just started to laugh. <laughs> so I'm not going to look. So I do know, but I won't, won't say. I won't say. All right. Well, you tell but me. It's a capital S in Schwanz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm glad it's over. I was putting myself to sleep with my stories. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know uh, um, 
I didn't I didn't preface this. I'm I'm doing uh, I'm talking a half hour with Max today, and then I'm going to be talking to somebody else later on. So um, technically, I guess this ends part one. But before we go, I love I love. Thank you for putting me in part one. Oh, of course. Good luck. Uh, what's we, his name? We could do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck from the comic last night to follow that. <laughs> no, just kidding. He actually might be on. Uh, before we, I just wanted to say you're also in one of my favorite movies, which was Roxanne. Oh, thank you, thank you. And, Very uh, lucky. I Very forgot lucky. to I forgot to point that out. Um, oh, and uh, coincidentally, I went to um, I went to my wife's premiere uh, party the other night, and they had a band first. It's all it's the movie is called uh, Inside Loon Davis, which will be coming out on December sixth. Right, I know about that movie. That movie's about. Uh, t- I'll tell people about it. I, 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 it's, about, it's based off Dave Van Rock, the old folk singer. Yes, from the yes, 60s. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. right. It's loosely based. It's not. Uh, but John Goodman's in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's in the. I, I saw he's in the in the car talking to them. Yeah, going, yeah. So that's all you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's great. There's a great heat about that movie. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to say, Steve Martin jumped up and played his piano on that thing. At that uh, concert. One of the that very was... few people to see his last stand up. You were. When we were in doing Roxanne, we did it in a place in British Columbia okay. called, it was Nelson, British Columbia, but in the movie it's called Nelson, Washington. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. in Canada. And we raised, it. there were a lot of comics in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were, ha- we're going to have a show to thank the town to raise money for the fire department there. Oh, very firemen. cool. And he was going to host it, but he had a an ear problem, an inner ear problem, because uh-huh. he was doing Three Amigos before that. Okay. And Chevy Chase shot a gun near his ear and like hurt something. Oh, wow. And he was very, very uh, sensitive to sound. Uh-huh. And he said, I don't know if he could do it. And he really wants it. Steve's a really great guy. And he ended up doing it, and he ended up doing stand-up. Wow. And it was, that was like the last time in public. Wow, that's incredible. You know, that he actually... Did stand up and it was just you got to see all of us. Uh, Damon Wayne's at that time, right. Steve Middleman, and we were just like standing there in awe oh, of watching him just take a whole room and just and just you know make them laugh. It that's was really amazing. great. That yeah. is great. What a great story. Uh, again, Max, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, th- I know you're super busy here, seeing everybody and all your fans, and everybody wants to take you out to breakfast and lunch. And how many breakfasts could I eat? Four or five. <laughs> uh, Max Alexander, um, can we find you anywhere? A website, anything? Nah, if you want to Facebook me, Facebook me. Facebook them. Yeah, you know what? I got to, I, I have too much time to eat that I, I can't deal with. The, well, I am on Twitter, I think. Oh, okay. I think I'm on Twitter. What am I? You see, I don't even know. It's Max Alexander. Ha. 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 <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, in case we don't, uh, you'll have to bear with me for one second. I have to I'm do a couple quick you. plugs. Uh, in case I don't, uh, uh, the comic bails on me, and this is the last, uh, the ending of this. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who bought Roach Story shirts this week. Uh, that money goes to Podcastathon, um, which benefits Smile Train, um, and that is that airs live on the internet um, December 26th. Jimmy Pardo hosts it, so watch that and donate. And uh, that's it. I got new shirts coming in. They're going to be great new design. I'm really excited about them. Max, if I had one, I would give it to you. I 3X. I need 3X. I'll send you one in the mail. Or next time you're in Los Angeles. You got it. Well, then I'll never get it. <laughs> well, next time I'm in New York, which will be in January. I'm there. All right. I'll bring one, and I'll, you can, I'll take you out to breakfast. There we go. Thanks a lot, Max Alexander. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon